now listening to the Seventh Rounders. And we are back. The three amigos back together. Connor Powers in the flesh. Week seven of college football is in the books, as is week six in the NFL. I mean, time is just going way too fast right now. It's really getting to me. The fact that we're halfway through the college football season is baffling. We're almost in the, we are in the back half of October. It's almost officially late October, which is disgusting. It's crazy. Yeah. Crazy. It's already dark at like six o'clock. This is my favorite month of the year and it's flying by like I've never seen before. I'll tell you what. Like, I swear, like last week it was 80 degrees in New York City. I was legitimate cold on the street today it, it the temperature changed real fast it's gonna be snowing here in like two Same weeks here. i already know it yeah it's crazy we, the, charlotte had a huge water main break today i literally never seen saw the spout that broke dude it looked like it looked like we needed an arc in that area soon i don't know i didn't send you guys that video you guys got to look that up charlotte water main break today it's just Every day feels more and more like a simulation sometimes. It's like so how you need Noah is what you're saying. I don't know. No, he needs Poland Springs, dude. He needs bottled water, like literally. Yeah, so it's a situation to monitor. It seems like it might be a little bit more under control now, but just keep an eye out. Look <laughs> so at that as you take a sip of water. Just Connor just takes a swig of what looks like a really refreshing glass of water right after I say that we don't have water. It's insane. That was actually completely unintentional, but... John, read off I mean, Go ahead. This guy, he texted us early. He said he, he just started filling up glasses of water and throwing them in his fridge. Like, what, what does your fridge look like right now? I, I mean, I think I at the, at the peak, I think I had 12, 13 cups of water fully filled up in there. It was dripping. It was dripping out of the faucet. It would look like a 65-year-old prostate out there. It took forever. You ever heard of a, of a Brita, dude? No, you're, man. You're, there's you're, no... You're plus, I, would the get the, I would still have to put the water from the faucet into the Brita if I had the Brita. I was just filling it up. It was genius. I was a scientist. John, read well, off your um, Venmo, just in case anyone wants to help you out during these tough times. It's John Dash Clemens. Be all right. Do you uh, think there's people just like hoarding water bottles at like Walmart right now? Oh, there's so oh, probably. I would think so. I, I bet the Publix right across the street is probably just they probably got hit hard with uh, water demand this evening. Maybe Publix but, was in on it. Maybe maybe they needed to sell some. They needed to get some product out. That is an interesting point you just made there. Wow. We need John to investigate. Wow. Yeah, John we're in the case. That sounds we'll like a task. That's, yeah. a, that's a project for uh, for Anthony or someone like that, I think. Yeah, we'll get an update next week. We uh, we wish you the best. We hope the, the water pressure's back tomorrow so you can take Thank a you. shower at least. Yeah. Thank you. So, um, another week down. John, I know you had a good weekend back in Columbia with the boys, enjoying Gamecock football, an exciting win, a stressful game, but they got the win. Um, tell me, you don't even need to talk about the game if you don't want it, but just the whole the whole atmosphere, you know, seeing some boys you haven't seen in a while, being back on campus, 
being at a game in person. How was the weekend? I, I mean, it was fantastic. Um, good time all around. Matt got in here, you know, friend of the show, recurring guest of the show, Matt Marzula, got in here Thursday night, had a little, a little, it was like an appetizer night, kind of like week zero in college football. Um, just went to the, the local sports bar, casually drank a couple Bud Lights, uh, watched, I think it was what, Bucks, Eagles, and baseball. Next morning, went over to Columbia. You know, it's, Chad, I don't, I don't think you've ever been there. I don't think Connor's ever been there either. Been there twice. Been there twice. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's mostly the same, but it is different. Um, nightlife scenes changed a lot, but you know we we had a great time. Um, the game was actually unfortunately pretty entertaining. Uh, you would you would hope and think that maybe maybe you play Vanderbilt and it's less competitive than some of these other games, but it was really competitive. Uh, really blew it there, and then Zeb Nolan, who I've 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 been on record of just not supporting uh, a ton compared to other quarterbacks out there. Did a hell of a job in the last drive of the game. Gamecocks won. We were home by that point. But getting out of williams Bryce Stadium, it, like dealing, it is so hard to get around and get out of there. Um, so oh, it's good we left. From five points. So five points I didn't even go to, really. I went there briefly Friday night. But five points has totally changed. Vista now. Vista was big. We had a lot of fun in the Vista, but um, I don't know, ten minutes, maybe less. Probably but it's less. Need to get out of the stadium, out of that area. Yeah, I mean, we had to walk forever. Got in a taxi, made it back, had a good night, came back here Sunday, and now we're here. It's Monday. Today sucked. Um, spilled a lot of Parmesan cheese before we recorded, but Columbia was a good time. John, one I'm, thing I on the questions. Um. Another follow-up there. So Luke Dottie started the game. He's a freshman, correct? Sophomore. He's a sophomore. You know, highly yeah. a four-star kid. Um, it looked like, you know, I had on the game on and off because there really wasn't many good games on in that slot. Uh, or there weren't many close games. So I, I was like, why not throw in the cocks? Let's see what John's witnessing yeah. right now. And yeah. Dottie's numbers – Aren't hellacious to the point where you would think benching. You know, he was 17 for 27, 240, two touchdowns, two interceptions. Was he worse than his stats show? Um, I'll be honest. I, I don't really think that we have great playmakers around him. I think it's a bit of a challenge sometimes. I don't think our line is great. I thought I saw he was playing a little bit injured. Now, I could have been wrong, but I thought there was a potential injury situation. Did you see anything of that? I didn't. No, I did not. I didn't confirm that. Someone told me that. I was just confused why Nolan got in because when I heard he got in, I figured um, Dottie was, like, awful. And I looked at his stats. I'm like, that's not worthy of being benched. So I didn't know if, if you know, there was something else that he did during the game that was significantly worse, but it doesn't sound like it. Uh, well, John. Yeah, I mean, all right. That. So I saw, right, like, ahead. I'm seeing on Twitter that Shane Beamer said Doty uh, re-injured his foot. So okay, he was out beginning of the year with that injury. And the other, but other I, side I, of the, I, I was gonna say he has yeah. played exceptionally well, but whatever. I'm gonna nip it in the bud. I was in Boston at BC this weekend. We had a little bit of a different result than the Cox. We got absolutely eviscerated by. NC State, 
our punter, who's actually a, a good player, one of the worst special teams plays I think I've seen all year. The snap just hit him in the foot. Can't pick it up. North Carolina State runs it back for a touchdown. Game was over at that point. Uh, parents were in town. It was great. They, they said I was a bit overserved at the game, which is natural, you know, big tailgate, big 730 tilt. Uh, Great, great vibes, though, until, until the third quarter. We'll be back. I'm kind of glad we're losing a little bit because, you know, we need Halfley's profile to go down a little bit. So he's not. So he'll be back next year, hopefully. Connor's thinking the long game. He's got Yeah, yeah. I'm looking at this silver lining. We got Jerkovic back next year, Halfley back next year, most of our skill players back next year. Good season so far. Let's Let's win out here. We'll talk about BC against Virginia coming up here, or against Louisville, because I think the spread's ridiculous. But good vibes. We're 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 still confident in the Eagles. They're no, okay. they're no Gamecocks this week, but we're still confident. All right. Um, other big results that we should hit on from Week Seven. The biggest one being Purdue just boat raced Iowa. Not many people cared about it. We talked about Iowa on the show, and none of us came out and said it. I think we were all in agreement going into week seven. Iowa deserved to be ranked number two based on what they had done so far, but were they a top four team? No. So I figured Iowa would lose at some point. You know, whether it was the Big Ten Championship, whether it was Wisconsin later in the year, I thought they would lose. Didn't think it would be at home to Purdue. Um, But that just happened to be what game it was. Um, Good for Purdue. And they they uh, I saw they snapped the longest power five streak of not being ranked in the top 25. That now belongs to uh, the prestigious program in Lawrence, Kansas, the Kansas Jayhawks. Uh, it was interesting that we, we all said I was due for turnover regression at some point. They turned it over four times, I think, but surprisingly, I don't think Purdue got any points off of those turnovers. They just, they honestly kicked the the shit out of Iowa. And, uh, David Bell is just an absolute monster, especially against Iowa. So I was expecting Iowa to lose. Was it this week or by that magnitude? No, but. We did see that loss coming, and uh, I guess that opens the door for Penn State to creep back into the championship game. I, I assume Iowa has to drop another one. Oh, they're on a different side of the bracket. Yeah. So you know who it brings back into play? Nebraska. I swear to God, if you say no, Nebraska. No, 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 no. Rutgers? So you have Wisconsin sitting there. Wisconsin is 1-2 and two in conference. Iowa's 3-1. and one. Iowa has to go to Wisconsin. If Wisconsin wins out, they are in the Big Ten title game. I mean, they're not going to, so it's not even a concern. It's really not. <laughs> they suck. Do they do that purely based off a conference record? Yeah. So Wisconsin has Purdue this week. Then they have Iowa. Those are the two games right there. Every, every conference does that, I believe, Connor. I didn't know sure. that. I guess I guess yeah. it typically you probably play so many games it typically in conference it typically works out where the yeah the best record also has the best conference record. But uh, yeah. I tell you what, if Wisconsin makes that title game, it's going to be like a thirty point spread. 
Yeah. Uh, it won't be that high. They, they, Vegas loves Wisconsin for some reason. Their yeah. defense is still solid. It's their, they just can't score. They look like the Dolphins on offense. <laughs> um, other results of note, Georgia beat up on Kentucky. It was competitive in the first half, uh, and then Georgia just out. out, out, out. I want to say shout-out Mark Stoops. I had Kentucky plus 22-and-a-half. He calls a timeout with six seconds left just to score a touchdown as time expires and cover the spread. That's what we like to see. Good teams win. Great teams cover. That was a great team performance. I mean, Georgia's just on, on cruise control, though. Like, I don't even see them slipping up. And, like, you know, in years past, you have Georgia, like, losing to a South Carolina, no offense, uh, yeah. or something like that. This Georgia team just seems so much better physically than every other team in the country. Minus maybe Bama when they play, but absolute wagon down there. You know who going for the biggest Georgia fan is? Is Cincinnati. Georgia, or Cincinnati needs Georgia to beat Bama in the SEC title game to get them two losses. Because if you have. It still might not matter. What? It still might not matter, but I agree. I think there's a much better shot if you give Bama two losses and no conference title. There's a much better shot for Cincinnati in that spot, who is now the new number two team in the land. I don't see a loss remaining on their schedule. Uh, I'd be very surprised if they do lose. So if there's any year, it's this year. Uh, Two other things I wanted to touch on real quick since we're in the SEC. Uh, Number one, good run for Coach O. He's gone after this season. uh, He's getting paid out $17 million. So, like, I don't feel too bad for him. He won a national championship. There's reports out there that he was, like, bringing girlfriends to practice and letting yeah. the kids run through drills. You know, I, I, I don't know. I don't have any validity to that. But if so, probably deserved to get fired. That's just kind of a weird move. Um, and they have been pretty bad the last two years. And the other thing, heading over to the Big 12, Caleb, Caleb Williams is a certified stud. Certified stud. Oklahoma will make the college football playoffs. The only team I could see beating them is Iowa State, potentially. I don't think it happens, but you never know with the Big 12. Yeah. I, I was gonna... Top 10 team, though, in Oklahoma State. That was a, a shocking good win by them. They came back against Texas, really hurt me. I was going to say Oklahoma is probably a, a much better team with, with Williams, a quarterback. They... I saw Oklahoma State's post-game win expectancy was the lowest of any team that won this week. They had like a 23% chance to win. I, I don't really know how they calculate that stuff. I'm not a math guy, but I did see that. It, it still was a good win. Uh, tough loss for Texas. Uh, Oklahoma's defense is outrageous, though. I think are outrageously bad. Uh, that, guy, that kid Duggar for TCU still put up like 400 yards, four touchdowns against them. So if they do play like a Bama in the playoffs, they might be. Scared. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, they're not going to beat Bama or Georgia. No way. But. Um, I want to say Ole Miss, I think, is the clear-cut number three best team in the, the SEC right now. Good road win, Kiffin revenge game in Rocky Top. That game was nuts. They're throwing golf balls on the field, mustard bottles. They hate they Kiffin. They delay the game. Yeah, they, they delay the game. Crazy. All right, let's get on. Week eight, probably the worst slate of the year. 
or probably the worst slate since week zero. But but we get weekday football back every week now going forward. We have a Wednesday game this week. Maction starts next week, I believe. And uh, that's something to get excited about. But, yes, the slate is pretty mediocre. And with that, let's – I mean, where do you even – let's start at – is there anything in the noon slate that you guys want to talk about? I, I mean, think we do touch – I think we need to touch on the Wednesday game real quick because I actually think that's one of the better matchups this entire week, Coastal versus App State. Uh, in an ideal world, this, we're recording this on Monday night. This episode should get out before the game. No promises. Uh, but I think this is where Coastal loses a game. I'll be I'll be on App State for this one, I think. Um, but I just wanted to touch on it. I don't really have too, too deep of a dive. Coastal's offense is amazing. Um, I'd love to see Coastal play like Cincy in a bowl game if neither of them get in. In agreement yeah. there. I think that'd be a fun game, and I uh, I don't have a play on this one yet, but I, I do tend to like the um, you know App State plus four and a half in that spot. Uh, but that'll be a that'll be a Wednesday decision. I agree with you on the Wednesday decision. I don't know. I feel like Cincy and, and Coastal got to play like a Power Five team in the bowl game just to see how they stack up. You know. Yeah, I mean, like, I don't Cincy, know. Cincy Ole Miss would be a fun one, I think, as well. Yeah, dude, I want Ole Miss in one of those, like, uh, like one of the back, like the Citrus Bowl. I think it's like, that's usually like a shootout type deal. Yeah, you want them in, like, a uh, one of the games that's on, like, either, like, December 30th or 31st or one of those random non-playoff games that are, like, January yeah. 3rd. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, like I said, the, the noon slate is tough. I mean, I have a game at three to talk about. That's probably one of the better games of the week if you guys have nothing at noon. The Cox play at noon. Or sorry, they're at 730. Never mind. Disregard. <laughs> All right, let's go, to, let's go to three. And this is the first game where I stop and I'm like, I don't understand this line at all. But we have number 25 Purdue at home against Wisconsin, and Wisconsin's a three-point favorite. Um, so what Vegas is telling you is you take out home field advantage, and Wisco's a six-point favorite against Purdue. Wisconsin just begs me to our Vegas begs me to bet Wisconsin every single week, and I I hate it. Every, I mean, I feel like it – I don't know. I felt this a lot this college football season. I feel like there's been so many obvious lines, and I'm just too much of a coward to, to bet against Vegas. But I feel like mo- this season particularly, I feel like a lot of times it's been working out in the public's favor. So. Dude, it it's always Wisconsin. Every Wisconsin yeah. spread this year has been fucking wild. I don't get it. I don't get yeah, it. I'm They're a bad at- team. Wisconsin's offensive ranks this year, 126th in red zone efficiency, 115th in yards per play, 93rd in points, 98th in turnovers. Like That red zone efficiency one's alarming because they don't get down there very often, <laughs> they don't know. and they're really not converting when they do. <laughs> I think they got down there, what, like three times against Penn State week one and fumbled all three times I, or something like that? 
shot. They are so bad. I mean, the under 40 is intriguing. Purdue scored against Iowa, which I don't understand, but Purdue before that scored 13 points in three straight games. So their offense ain't a world beater. And I, we've had plenty of, you know, Wisconsin offense this year. So hey, here's the interesting thing with Purdue. I know before last week they they had a bit of a quarterback like split share going on with Plummer and uh, McConnell. McConnell played very well last week, so I I'd expect him to start again this week. I don't see why I shouldn't be betting on Purdue here. Purdue plus three, Purdue money line. I don't. I think I'm going to take it. I will not use a lock on the week of it. Or lock of the week on it, I should say. But why is it always Wisconsin? They just throw it in my face. I don't know. It's irritating. Best way to put it. It's fucking annoying. All right. No one's taking a lock there. I can't get any suckers. So let's move on to 3.30. Where I have my first lock of the week. And as you have known for the past few weeks, there's a certain someone that I'm all over. And give me fucking Kenny Pickett and the number 23-ranked Pitt Panthers, minus three against Clemson. I sat through that Friday night Clemson-Syracuse game, and it was just, I mean, Clemson's just bad. The only way to put it, you know, they've, uh, and then it has me thinking, the recruiting class has been bad recently, and they haven't. They've been in the top 10 every year since since Columbus sailed the ocean blue. So it's like there's there's something going on there that I don't understand. Kenny Pickett just is going to go out there chucking. Pitt's at home. Yeah, give me Pitt minus three. Lock it up. I I like Clemson in this spot. I really wow. do. <clears throat> I, I won't be a lock, but I – this is when you buy in on Clemson. Everybody's out. I'll be back in. Um, yeah, not touching this one. Um, I'll be rooting for Pitt, obviously. I want Clemson to lose <laughs> off and as possible. Um, I actually have a lock of the week at noon that I, I, I thought was at three, but it's at noon. We're going to hit the rewind. We're at reverse, reverse. Go ahead. Reverse, reverse. This, honest to God, might be my play of the year. This might be my favorite play of the entire college football season. I know. I, right? I, can I guess what game it is? You're not going to guess. Is it, but is you it can. Wake Forest minus three? It's Army. It's Army plus three. It, oh. it might be on the money line. I cannot believe you guessed the right game and you guessed the wrong side. I thought you were going to be on Wake Forest. Yeah. Oh, I absolutely love Army. Army is going to win this game outright. First of all, Wake Forest looked really good. World-beating team early in the year. The last two weeks, they haven't looked great. Louisville and Syracuse, they snuck by both of them by a field goal, I believe. They didn't cover each game. They're on the road now against Army. Wake Forest is 92nd in the country in opponent rush yards per attempt allowed. Army runs the fucking rock. That is all they do. Wake Forest is in trouble here. Wake Forest is in a lot of trouble. Wake for- and, and Army's only loss is against Wisconsin, and they played them real tight. Real tight. All right? I love Army in this spot. Plus three is my lock of the week. It is probably my lock of the year to this point. I will be taking the money line, but plus three, Army. I love them. Home, that place is going to be popping. Wake Forest is going to be going up north to West Point. It's It might be chilly. All right? Wake Forest is down here in North Carolina. I love this play. Honestly, you've convinced me. I 
I I I I tend to agree with you. I I, I think Army's a better team than I. Uh, I guess I just haven't been paying attention to Army football. Wake much Forest is six and zero, but I just they're gonna lose one. They're not gonna run the table. They're Wake Forest. This is the one they drop. They drop this one out of conference. I'll tell you what, it's gonna be you versus the world here. And uh, I mean, I expected this. Army's only getting sixteen yeah. percent of bets right now. You're, it's, it's gonna already, be like Wake Forest might close with ninety five percent plus it, here. This is gonna tick down. To, it's already ticked down a half point. It was three and a half when it opened. So. I'm telling you, Army here is the play. Promise. Uh, you know what? Fire me up. We support our troops. We're all in exactly. on, on the Army cadets here. All right. Let's fast. I already forward. know my roommate Mike's going to fade you. He, like, loves Wake Good. That makes me love for it For no more. reason. Yeah. Love it. Back to 3.30. Big 12 showdown. Iowa State. At home against number eight, Oklahoma State. Iowa State is a seven-point favorite. That's, I'm not touching this one, but to me, this screams pound Iowa State. Yeah, I love Iowa State in this spot. I mean, Baylor had a similar thing. I think BYU was undefeated. They came in. Baylor was six-point favorites. Game wasn't even really that close. Unless BYU lost the game that I forgot about. Connor, I have a special project for you. You need to find out if this is the largest underdog a top 10 team has ever been to an unranked opponent. I have never seen anything like that. Mm-mm. Not I'm touching. Looking, Not I'm touching. I'm right now. I, I love Iowa State in this spot. Um, I'm sorry. I want to go back to, to 1230 real quick because my first lock's there. I'm reverse, all over reverse. Virginia Tech, minus three against Syracuse for my first lock. In Blacksburg, I think Syracuse, listen, they've been playing better than people thought, but I still don't think they're a great football team. They're going back down to a tough environment, not inside the dome. I like Virginia Tech there. That's all I have to say on it. Um, and back to Iowa State, love Iowa State. Uh, don't understand why they're big favorites. It is Brocktober. Brock Purdy, historically very good in October. That is a wild line. I mean, let's be honest. Oklahoma State might be ranked eighth. Do we think they're a top ten program in the country right now? I, I, you know, I really don't know. I really don't watch a lot of their games. I didn't even, even watch the Oklahoma State-Texas game this weekend. I watched the first drive when Texas scored, and I was like, oh, this could get out of hand quickly. And then I tuned back in when it was over. Uh, so I didn't see – I've watched probably five total snaps of Oklahoma State football this year, so it's just not a game I'm educated enough to, to touch. All right. So we'll get back to you on the, uh, the, the research. We'll, we'll keep talking through some games. I'll let you know when I find something. Okay. All right. Stick with two more pretty solid 330 games. We have – First up in the Southeastern Conference, we have Ole Miss at home against LSU. Ole Miss is a nine and a half point favorite over under set at 75 and a half. Do we have any takers here? Yeah, we do. Um, I, I just I, I think Ole Miss is going to run them out of the yard. I think they're going to run them out of, uh, out of is it the Grove? What do they call it? Ole Miss? Yeah, the Grove. I think they're going to run them out of there. Um, an emotional win for LSU. Did they beat um, Florida, right? 
high scoring affair. Listen, I, I don't think that I don't think that LSU is going to really be able to stop Matt Corral and the passing attack that Lane Kiffin's going to put on. They put up a lot of points at home, a ton of points at home. LSU 68th at stopping the pass yards per play. Nine and a half. I mean, I think they blow them out. And then all this, the the Coach O news, I think they got their big emotional win last week, and I think it's going to be a big letdown week. I mean, this looks like it could be like a 48-21 win for Ole Miss. Yeah, I'm, I'm, That's I'm with That's my John. second lock of the week. I'm, Miss, also, I'm using a lock on Ole Miss there as well. I uh, I think his logic's very sound in terms of the, the Coach O emotional effect. Yeah, they got their emotional win, and I just – the public's all going to be all over LSU after they won that game. All over them. All over them. Yeah, I, mean, yeah, I, I, I think much, a lot of people are going to be like, oh, they're going to win the rest of the season for Coach O. I, I tend to disagree. Yeah. I'm in agreement there. Not a lock of mine, but uh, I tend to favor Ole Miss minus nine and a half. Last 3.30 game. Okay. Uh, my, my research has concluded before we get too far. John is correct. Since 2005, this is the largest wow. underdog that a top 10 team has been to an unranked opponent. It's only happened 11 times since uh, 2005. The ranked top 10 team is seven and four against the spread as an underdog. And the previous largest was uh, USC was a, or sorry, Utah was a six point, six and a half point favorite or six and a half point underdog to USC in October of 2015, and they lost 42 to 24. So they mm. they got steamrolled a little bit. Connor, man, that's that. You should you should tweet that one out on the uh, the old action. Yeah, I'm sure, it'll, it, I'm sure it'll be touched. It'll be touched upon. That is a uh, yeah, that's a great note right there. I could use a fun fact like that from the action tweets instead of I see probably 25 times a day there. You know, if the team stays within 50 points, you don't lose. What are those tweets? Uh, Match. I don't. I don't. Those are promoted tweets. I don't do anything with our paid social. All right. All right. But if you were in a legal state, that would apply to you. Okay. Three thirty. Let's wrap it up with a three thirty slate. UCLA at home, a two and a half point favorite against Oregon. This is my lock number two. Vegas is screaming, "Take UCLA!" I'm going to do it. Oregon has the loss of Stanford. They had a bye week, and they came out. Flat and bad against Cal, who's one of the worst power five teams I've ever seen. Um, Oregon without C.J. Verdell just doesn't have it on offense. Um, and I think they slip up again before the end of the year. And I think it's this week to UCLA and the fight in Kelly's. I mean, that was my that was my lock of the week as well. It was UCLA. So I, I overlapped with Powers once. And I've overlapped with Chad once. Yeah. Couldn't agree more. UCLA, my team, I mentioned a few shows ago. I thought they were going to be my my golden nugget this year. They've won for me just about every time I've taken them. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go back to the well with the Bruins. My last lock is a, uh, a 3.30 game. I'll be all over BYU minus two and a half uh, in Wazoo. Yeah, I like that play a lot, too. And uh, I think Washington State's just a really bad team, so. Yep, that's a good play. I'm going to be with you there. Anything at 7 o'clock, there's a few interesting games. I'm just going to rattle one off. Fresno State, Nevada is kind of interesting. Um, I don't – Fox Sports 2. Like, fuck, what? Uh, (laughs) There's a Fox Sports 2. 
Uh, I yeah. like Fresno State, but that's interesting. Four, you know, a couple solid teams out in the West. Um, Tennessee, Bama, that's probably going to be a lot of points, I would have to imagine. Is yeah. I, I kind of, listen, I know how we are with Bama and big spreads, but if I had a lean on this game, I don't hate Tennessee plus 24 and a half. I really don't. I, I, I will say, I know that. Their starting QB, Herndon Hooker, got, he came out at the end of the Ole Miss game uh, for Joe Milton, who we all saw at Michigan. He is a bad, bad quarterback. Um, I don't know what Hooker's deal is, but if, if he's not playing, there's no shot in hell I'm betting on Joe Milton to cover against Alabama. That's true. So that'll be a wait till Saturday and see. I will say, Tennessee did impress me this past weekend. If they didn't get absolutely hosed with some of those calls, they beat um, – Old Miss, simple as that. So, yeah. I mean, good program. Um, no, I shouldn't say good program. They're coming along. I like what I see there. So keep an eye on that line. If the quarterback goes, when this line's up over 24, I, I kind of like Tennessee. Um, my last lock, um, give me the Bucks minus 20 at Indiana. Why not? Why not? Indiana's a bad team. I, I'll probably be on too. I think Ohio State's going to start to really – they're starting to roll, Chad. I think they're really going to start to roll. Um, they're a dangerous team still. I like Oregon State plus three at home against Utah at 730. Um, no real reason other than I, I, I took Utah the last game they played. I think that was, that was at some point this weekend they won. Um, I just think they're going to lose on the road coming off of a win. And nothing else really is grabbing me right now. Anything for you, Yeah, I'll tell you what. One, I'll be all over BC plus six at Louisville. I I don't really understand that line. I think it's an overreaction. Um, I I mean, this one seems a bit trappy, so I'm not going to touch it yet. I want to see how the line moves. But I don't see how NC State's only a three-point favorite against Miami. Miami's just, like, completely unraveling. Um, And honestly, I like USC plus seven a lot uh, going to South Bend. At 7:30, but you know it is early in the week, so I, I tend to like to see how the lines move a little bit before I start really um, locking in plays. But I think that if we're as bad of a slate as it looked originally, having looked through it, I kind of love it. In, in terms of a, are intriguing. In terms of betting, I kind of love the slate. So hopefully yeah. that goes well for us here. There, no, those those ones I mentioned, I'm pretty strongly enjoying it's a it's kind of an ugly slate but sometimes those are the ones we we need to learn to appreciate the most because they can be exciting so do we think with no ranked matchups this week does a top 10 team lose yes or no it's gonna lose and oregon connor says yes john does a top Uh, team lose 100 percent. multiple lose i'm saying more than one multiple multiple all right um with that, any other thoughts on college football? Boy, I, I can't wait for next week's a dandy. Next week's just – it's got me tearing up a little bit. I will say – Give a slate. Last thing, Connor, you're in a, are you in the city Saturday? Yeah, I'll see you this weekend. Connor and I will be watching college football together this weekend. I'm uh, be up in the city. Uh, looking forward to it. Yeah, it's going to be great. Uh, hopefully we get some good juju out of it. Yes, sir. AJ, hit it.
week seven in the NFL is here. Well, we have one last week six game as we record tonight. We get to watch Bills Titans starts here in about 20 minutes. Um, Another eventful week in the NFL, some showers and some that's not thing I was going for. There were some pretenders and some contenders. Real, yeah, contenders. Um, I'll tell you what. I'm going to start out with my team through six weeks that I am the most impressed with. It's a team we haven't talked a lot about. They weren't listed among my top five teams in the NFL last week, but they are now. That's the Baltimore Ravens. This team has, has I believe, from their roster to begin the year, I think they're down 14 starters. Um, don't know who they get back this week, but they just keep winning games. They destroy who I thought was the second best team in the AFC, the Chargers. They beat them 34 to six. Um, and Lamar Jackson, man, is just, you know, his stats weren't great necessarily this week, but he's just different. Um, and I'm with how the rest of the AFC North is and how they've struggled, you know, Baltimore's just grabbed that division by the balls and, I think they are right now, if I had to do my top five, Baltimore's a top three team in the NFL. Agree or disagree, Connor? I, uh, I've i been high on Baltimore all year. Um, the one blip in their year is that the, the Lions game was a little bit concerning, but I think they got it out of their system. They're, I mean, they've had to overcome a ton of injuries, but... To me, Lamar Jackson seems like he's taken like a legitimate step forward in terms of uh, passing, and I think as a result, their passing game in general has looked pretty elite, honestly, uh, so far this year. So, and, and the Raiders' loss doesn't doesn't look too bad. I mean, I know it was kind of uh, concerning week one, but I love Baltimore. I think I'd probably put them at. I mean, before this week, the Chargers were probably, I thought, the third best team in football, maybe even the second best team in football, and and the Ravens absolutely dominated them. So I think outside of the Bills and and maybe the Buccaneers, I think the Ravens are right there. Uh, You can make a case for the Rams as well, and the the Cardinals are obviously undefeated still. Uh, Again, I'm not sold on the Cardinals yet. I'm just going to keep waiting it out and see what happens down the stretch. Um, I, I, but yeah, I think the Ravens are, are, are legit. And I think the bills show that they were legit last week. I know they're playing, uh, tonight here, so we'll see how they do. But outside of that, pretty bad games across the board in the NFL, aside from like Vikings, Panthers and Cowboys, Pats, just yeah, blowouts everywhere. You mentioned the Cardinals and I thought for sure this was the week Cardinals get their first loss. I thought that was a perfect spot for Cleveland to come in there and get that win. And it wasn't close from the jump. Arizona dominated that game. Listen, Cleveland's banged up. I mean, yeah, Cleveland was starting tackles. Yeah. Chubb, Kareem Hunt got hurt. Yeah. Cleveland, they'll be fine when the guys get healthy. Um, the Chargers, uh, to go back to that one real quick, that was my favorite play of the week. And it just, I got killed by the NFL. Like had a, 
I am, I'm absolutely, my head is cut off trying to look at the NFL slate every week. I have, I have no, I have no pulse on any of this. Like I've had a cup, I've, I've only had maybe, I think two winning weeks, two, two winning NFL Sundays so far. Maybe it's been bad. It's been a bloodbath. Yeah, my college is much more steady. I, I would agree with that. I was actually really fortunate. I was driving home from Boston all of yesterday and I was like, extremely hungover wasn't feeling well so i didn't even really have chance to look at the early slate and i was like you know what i'm just gonna sit this one out and thank god because i would have gotten absolutely smoked based on what i was liking before then uh interesting tidbit is teams getting 70 percent plus of the bets yesterday were undefeated um which doesn't happen often and, and that's I think the they're problem. 16 and six they're 16 and six on the year now against the spread which is the problem because we like to bet against the public I am a big public fader, and that is killing me. <laughs> Honestly, though, I will say this: I think you 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 got to keep push. I think I got to keep pushing because eventually that's gonna flip. That always changes, and I'm gonna keep pushing through it. We're gonna keep stick to the plan. See what happens. Yeah, that that's what I was gonna say. I I think it sets up nicely going forward here. I think. Vegas is going to have to get a, a lot smarter with their lines because they have hung a couple out there and the public's taking advantage. And I think we're going to start, I think we're going to start turning the corner here because, you know, my NFL has been pretty 50, 50 this year, but I think we're almost at the point where the public's going to get smoked one of these weeks. And we just got to hope that that's the week we fade them. So I'm going to be with John. I'm going to keep fading as well. Keep pushing, man. There are like four Double digit spreads this week, I think. So they this might they that might be a clear sign that they're adjusting a little bit. Yeah, I, I haven't seen four double digit favorites in the NFL in a long time. It, I I don't I couldn't tell you the last time that that's happened. Pretty crazy. Um any strong remaining takes from last week? The doll oh pause, we'll come back. And John just ruined the second. I want to shout out the Jags for snapping their 20 20 game losing they streak. Did. I'm, I'm sorry it was against the Dolphins, but it was just tough, Chad. It's tough. I know we don't want to touch on it, but it's tough to it's tough with just how bad we are. Um outside of that though, I mean Can I ask though? I, I actually thought Tua looked pretty decent in his first game back. He's, he was definitely not the issue. He there is just a clear lack of talent in too many places throughout the roster. And it's, you know, it's, it's, we thought maybe we had it. And I think I, I was always, and I think if you run this back, I was always a little bit worried and skeptical that our 10 and six record last year was a little bit of a, a little bit of a curtain. I don't know. There was some, th- the turnover differential was very unsustainable. Um, two of getting hurt here in week two, really, really hurt. You don't know what happened. How that how that damaged us. We can't run the ball at all. It's I've never seen a, a worse running game in the NFL. Um, there's a lot of gaps, and then we've got like our cornerbacks are hurt. Chad, I don't know. We're in a bad we're in a bad spot. We don't have our draft picked either, so our our bad season here doesn't fucking matter because the Eagles have our pick. So it's want, all bad. You want me to go now? <laughs> you really want this? I think it's time. All right. I'll make it I'll, I'll be as simple as can be and I'm just going to lay it all out on the line. You know what? I, I I'm going to say there's one more thing I'm going to say cuz then I'm going to let you go and I don't want to interrupt you. And you're going to probably touch on this but you're going to be more aggressive. Tua clearly does need help around. Like he needs talent around him. Um and Chad you've alluded to that with the Deshaun Watson talk trying to mask some of the O-line problems. I mean, 
I think I still think that Tua can be a, a very solid NFL starting quarterback, but there are too many holes around him right now for him to be successful. It's it's unfortunate. Go ahead. It's, it was good to see Jasicki get involved. That was the only positive. He finally was getting more involved. Thank fuck. And same with Jalen Waddle. Outside of that, a lot of negatives. Go ahead. Teams are improved from season to season in two different ways. It's the front office, and then there's coaching slash development. So the Dolphins go, they win 10 games last year. You look at that roster on paper, and it's like there's not a lot of household names. Yes, you had the Xavier Howards, but you have a lot of guys that People are, have no idea who I'm talking about. The Eric Rhodes, the Nick Needham, guys that were really, really good for this team and helped them get to 10 wins last year. Miami goes in the offseason. Okay. Let's look at it from a draft perspective. All we So John and I hit on this in the offseason going into this past draft. Hey, we want to see Tua with weapons. But let's take a step back. John and I, both of us, for the most part, don't know what the fuck we're talking about, okay? Because you hear other Dolphins beat writers, you know, say, listen, the Waddle pick was great, but it doesn't matter if you don't have an offensive line. So the GM was like, I'm going to listen to Chad and John and, and take weapons for them instead of addressing the issue with that being the offensive line. So the Dolphins go and they take an offensive lineman in the second round, and they say, that's it. Free agency. They look at that roster from last year, and they decide, let's get rid of Bobby McCain, let's get rid of Eric Flowers, and let's get rid of Kyle Van Nye. All good, all good, but those three guys are the leaders of their respective position groups. Eric Flowers, the leader of the offensive line last year. Kyle Van Noy. He led the linebackers and the defensive line, and Bobby McCain held that secondary together. You let those three guys walk, they have no leaders on that team. And now you go into this year and coaching. So that's the second half. You have the the front office, you have coaching. You have so many second, third, fourth-year guys, and – I don't know a single guy that I can say, listen, that guy's improved from when we drafted him. Jerome Baker has been fucking awful this year. They just gave him a $50 million contract this offseason. Noah Igbenogany, our third or our first round pick two years ago, has been inactive for the six weeks. So how are with that being said, that you have no chance. If you're going to go and strike out on every first-round pick you have for the last five years since Laramie Tunsil, who just so happens he was gone after two years, <laughs> that, that that trade's looking pretty good for Houston right about now. And then you go and it, it, there's just no progression among your young players. So you have no chance. And I, I think at this point, John and I are on the same page with Tua, like, I thought early in the year, I was hard on Tua early in the year because I thought the roster was really good. Bottom line, I thought the roster was a playoff roster where a better quarterback, you know, we're going to be somewhere, but I, I was wrong. You know, I don't, it doesn't change what I think of Tua, but the roster's just not good enough. You can't have a bottom three offensive line and expect to be successful. 
that's not how Tua is going to be successful. Tua is going to be successful as his offensive line and his defense allows him to be, and they're both fucking garbage. So you have no chance to compete for the playoffs this year. John mentioned already we don't have our first-round pick. And what good does our first-round pick do us when we're incapable of, you know, you know we're just literally – you might as well give them to, you know, like strong hospital, like donate them. <laughs> There's no point in us having them. You know, we have more success taking un, undrafted, you know, or seventh-round Miles Gaskin. You know, it's like what, what, what are we doing here? You get to a point where it's like, what is the best thing for the Dolphins? Fucking relocate, man. You're <laughs> in Florida where you have a non-existent fan base. All the old people around the country that moved to Florida to retire, that like various other teams of, from where they live, they get no support. They have no fan base. That, maybe that's what they need. Canada's been looking for a team. Go to Canada. See if that lights a, a flame in the franchise. I mean, there's they've tried everything. It's it's that it's that class that it's like you know, regardless of how you study for it, it's not going to change. You're you're not going to do well in it. That's where the Dolphins are at, you know. And I don't want to sit here and listen to Brian Flores after every fucking game. We we got to coach better. Well, no shit, you got to coach better, but your team is also not good. So there's only so much you can do, you know, and don't tell me you're still thinking about the playoffs because you're not and you don't have your first round pick and it doesn't matter. So so that's what I got. I mean, <laughs> I go on here and do this every week and each week, I, you know, it's it's funny. It gets the you know, but I'm just done. You know, I, 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 I watched the game on Sunday morning because nothing else was on and Tua was back. So I was excited. But I'm like, man. That's the Jaguars. That's bad. So, any questions? I think that's. I think we can call it an episode at this point. <laughs> John, we're in a clean Like we have the. I, I feel like at this point we're we're just the same thought we're, process of the roster and the team in general. Like I, I was. I will be the first one to admit. Yes, maybe I. In, you know, last year and the beginning of this year, I was too low on Tua, but. I think I just – it wasn't necessarily Tua. It was the unrealistic thought that the rest of the team was better. Two things. Wow. I, I have some breaking news real quick because we touched on it during college, and I'm all over BYU. Washington State's coach has just been fired after refusing to take the vax. Because wow. it's now a requirement for all state employees. What an easy cop-out way for Washington State to fire. Probably a bad coach. Yeah, he was the worst against the spread since he got hired. So, yeah, very bad coach. God awful. Um, anyway, Chad, three things. One, I think we're in lockstep. I think we're, our, our views on the Dolphins, state of the Dolphins is in lockstep. Two, I think Woodland is almost there with us, too. If not there, if not beyond, he's, he's – we're all – it's tough, you know? Um, and three – I forget. I don't remember. Are you in on relocating? No. Okay. Not necessarily. That was See? funny, though. I thought what you said, I agreed with just about everything you said. You put some humor into it. I thought it was very apt. It was an appropriate. I'm glad we did it when we did it. 
No, I appreciate it. We were, folks, for the folks listening, we were fully intent on just not talking about the Dolphins today, but it gets to a point where I just want to explode sometimes. There's not many times I can just vent about the Dolphins to people. There's only so many people that will listen to me and not think I'm a complete hey, psychopath, so I like it. Guess what? It's fucking hockey season. The Sabres are 2-0. The Sabres are so bad. All right. Seven in the NFL. Let's get some locks rolling. We know what the IGAO is. We're going to save it. Let's look elsewhere. And you know what? I'm going to start it off for the folks at home because I found this trend (laughs) that I love. I'm in love with. And it's called Chad in the primetime unders. Folks, bet the unders on primetime games. I'll tell you that for free. And I'll start you out next Sunday night. Give me under 45 and a half in Indy, San Francisco. I like that. I think. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah, it sounds like a nice pick to me. All right. <laughs> um, Jesus. We got Broncos Browns on Thursday night. That's tough. Uh, yeah. My first lock of the week will be the I, – I swear to God, I bet this team – every single week almost at this point. I'll be buying the half a point. I'll take the Bengals plus seven against the Ravens. I know Chad and I just talked about how, how good the Ravens are, and I agree, but catching seven seven points in a division game as a four and two team, I, I like the Bengals here, so I'll gladly take the touchdown. That's a good pick. I think that's a good play, Connor. Uh, dude, I mean, I... I... We call these locks of the week. I'm just chucking darts <laughs> at the smallest dartboard in the world right now. I swear. No, I swear. For the NFL. I, I, I don't know. Dude, we're supposed um, to try and give our listeners some confidence with these picks. I'm so confident my San Francisco under is frightening. John's giving, John's giving them confidence to fade him. And that's a responsible thing to do. And if they do that, that's, that might be when I start to get hot. So do it. Fade me. I'm asking. I am asking for it. I'm gonna. I'm, this is going to be a lock of the week because I – I think that they're due for a bounce back after a hot start, a couple disappointing weeks. I'm going to be at the game, Sam Darnold homecoming game at MetLife Stadium. Panthers minus three on the road. Giants are a bad football team right now. Banged up. Panthers bounce back, win in style. Sam Darnold has a good one after a couple bad games. I'll tell you what, and I don't know if it's because of injury or – I mean, a lot of it is due to injury, but the Giants have an argument as being the worst team in the NFL right now. They're a bad football team. They're a bad football team. Banged up football team. Still a bad football team. Yeah. I mean, Daniel Jones is a jellyhead right now. So yeah. I'm and worried about it. I know uh, Kadarius Tony got hurt, like, I think, like, one possession into last week's game with an ankle injury. I don't think there's been an update on him. So. Mm. I didn't even know I, that. I, I, that's horrible for them. <laughs> yeah. That's horrible. I laugh. It makes me like Carolina even more. Chad, we're, we're back to you, buddy. I, I You did jump straight to Sunday Night Football, but. You did. <laughs> we'll, I, we'll was, really I love bit. it. Everyone should be following my plays this week. And I'm going to give you another one that is going to win you money. Things got testy this past weekend with uh, good old Mr. Uh, friend of the program, Matt Marzula, and myself, but I'm riding with them this Sunday. Give me the pack, minus nine and a half, 
against the Redskins. The Redskins defense is like was supposed to be one of the two or three best in the NFL. And I'm just going to read this off. The, the last five games, they've let up 31, 33, 30, 43, and 29 points. Oh, they're poopy. That ain't, that ain't it. So I like Green Bay in this slot. I just feel like Green Bay is surviving right now. You know, they, they irked one out against Chicago. They hung on against Cincy, battled with Pittsburgh, battled with San Francisco. I just think they're in for a, a beatdown. So I, I, give me Green Bay minus nine and a half. I can't believe I'm doing it. I'm on the Lions plus 15. And I have no logic behind it other than this is the NFL and I feel like they're just due for a cover and the Rams. I I think back to like the Jets game last year when they lost outright. I think uh, and and Jared Goff revenge game. I like that. So I'll take the the Lions plus 15. All right. I don't you're betting on the a bad team. Bad team. You're crazy for that. Uh, I, this is on, this is a, now my second lock of the week is uncomfortable, like really uncomfortable, but this team is, they're fighters. They're fighting. They have been, they keep being that way. I hate that I'm doing it because of one guy in particular, but I like the Eagles to cover against the Raiders on the road. Plus three. I don't really know why. I think they might win this game outright and move to three and four Vegas beat up on the Broncos. I think we're learning the Broncos are also a really bad team. Um, I, I Vegas with an interim coach here. I like the Eagles getting a week of film on the replacement coach because he'll probably struggle to adjust. I think I don't know now. I'm, now I'm starting to think maybe I'm overthinking it, but I like the Eagles that, plus three. That's been a legitimate trend. Like new coaches have done very well against the spread in the first game. I think that the, the Eagles will see year. things on film against the the interim coach, and he won't. You know they looked really good against Denver. He's probably like ah. What do we got to change? So I don't know if they'll change a whole lot. I think the Eagles can take advantage of that. And, and I, I think, think that they're the, a good two and four team. I do. I honestly do. I actually like that battle. I think the Raiders had a lot to play for this past weekend. A lot of emotions, national spotlight, and they played very well. I, uh, I, I could see them having a bit of an emotional hangover next week. So I won't use it as a lock, but I will definitely be betting on the Eagles money line and Eagles Right, if it stays at three. All right, that's an intriguing game, four o'clock. And Messier is going back to his trend. He is going Browns. He is going Broncos under 42 and a half. Thursday night game. You started on Sunday night, and you're going to end on Thursday night, Chad. I am. That's what I'm going to do. Kid's just reeling right now. He's just... Ripping through the lines, he's like, hmm. <laughs> he goes up. He goes. I'm confident, and then he is. He, I don't think he. I don't think he had any idea where he was going with this one tonight. No, I'm very confident. I'm Jeez. taking the Bills game tonight. Connor. That's great. I'm happy for you, but that, that doesn't matter to our viewers at all. Listeners, I always like to call them viewers. Uh, yeah, that that was just kind of a, a rogue bet there. I, I tend to just try to avoid betting sides on Thursday night football because I, I feel like I miss every single one of them, almost. But uh, I'll 
I, I don't really love the pick, but I, I think I have to do it. I'll be on the Patriots minus seven against the Jets at home. I like taking Bill against rookie quarterbacks. I do, do fear that the Pats had a bit of a – it was a tough loss. I mean, no way to sugarcoat it. I really needed them to win outright. Tough loss uh, to a good Cowboys team. I like them to bounce back. They're at home again. The Jets are the Jets. I'll take the seven points with Bill and the boys. Wow. I do not hate that. I, I just – I think they're going to kill him too. I think that's a good pick, Connor. Jets are a good team. Uh, you're, we're starting to officially see, I think, like week week six, you're like, this is clearly a bad football team. Like, I think it's clear now who's bad, who's good, and who's going to be fighting. Yeah, and then towards the end of the year, it just turns into how bad is this football team? Yeah. Like, when they start sneaking up to, like, 15-point spreads. Playing just backups, trying to see what they got for next year. It's a total mess by, like, week like week four. It's a massacre for some teams by week 14. Miami included this year, I would have to imagine. Um, yeah, and, and, and Tampa Bay minus 13 and a half. I think that they're going to just... I think Tom Brady against the rookie quarterback, Justin Fields, he just got beaten up by the Packers. I think they're going to get beaten up again. they got to travel down to Tampa Bay, 425 slot. For whatever reason, it feels like the Bucks always have their way at 425. Um, don't know if that's true. Just in my head it is. So we're going to take 13 and a half because it feels like that's a lot of points. I don't know. People think the Buck, the Bears defense is good, but I don't know if they're going to score many points. So proposition for you guys, we've been keeping totals uh, for our records for college football. I think we should implement that now, starting week seven, the NFL. We've now had six weeks to really look at Vegas, analyze what Vegas had. So we're at our peak right now. We're peaking. In well, terms- I, I, I mean, I can't be worse. So that's yeah, <laughs> fine with me. All right. We will start our NFL standings starting this week. Um, to update, uh, we should have done this before, John. We had talked about it quite a bit last week. So going into this past Saturday, Connor and I were both 11 and 8 on college football plays this year. John was 10 and 9, correct? No, that's wrong. I was 500. I think I was, I think I'm 9 and 9. You guys were 10 and 8. Okay. I was 2 and 1 last week in college I football. Was, I was over, I was 0 and 3. And I'm up a game on you now. Connor, did you have three plays last week? Yeah, I did. I got to look at them now because I, I put them in app. Um, so that means, Chad, that I'm 11 and 10, that you were 10 and 12. I definitely lost one with BC. 100%. I hit one with Baylor. And I'm Wait. forgetting who the last team I bet on was last Wait. week. And I, I Chad, hit Kentucky 10 and 11. 12. I'm 11 and 10. I was two and one last week. So you're and Connor takes sole possession of the lead. Connor's twelve and ten. No. Twelve and ten. No, 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 no. Twelve and nine. Twelve and nine. We have twenty-one total games. We've had seven weeks of college football, three games a week. John, you are eleven and ten. That gives you twenty-one total games. I'm twelve and nine, and you're ten and eleven, right? Ten and eleven. Wow, what an affair. No, yeah, we're just, last week. we're just bar- we're barely getting people by right now. Mine, I mean, that's why you know 
college, we've always been better. We we got we got to pick up the NFL a little bit. I no, oh, I was I was much better at NFL last year than college. This has been a flip for me this year. I'll tell you what, in general, I I can't name too many people that have actually been successful in the NFL this season. I think both sports have killed a lot of people that I've seen. <laughs> I'm very proud. I'm very proud of of my college uh, 11 and 10 record on the show and. I'm I'm better as a whole. I'm I'm up in college this year for sure. It's NFL that has just killed me. So we'll see what we do. Anything Wait. else to touch on? We quick, did. quick MLB playoff update, real quick. Whoa, Dodgers whoa, 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 whoa! Oh. We have the eye gal. Yeah. Oh, that's so irrelevant. We forgot about it. Yeah, we have a we have a rivalry eye gal this week. Falcons, Dolphins. I saw Falcons two and a half point favorites. I mean, we don't really have to talk about this game much. Two pretty bad franchises. I'm going to bet the Falcons. I assume you guys are going to bet the Dolphins. Maybe you guys are fading the Dolphins. I don't know. I'll take the Falcons minus two and a half. Give me under 48. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, I'm with you. Give me the under. Give me the under. <laughs> I'm with you, Chad. I'm going to stick with you on this. I'm going to ride. I'm going to ride that. That's literally all I want to talk about that game because nobody deserves to, to listen so, to so bad. say about it. Uh, MLB playoff update. Braves have now walked off two games in a row, up 2-0 on the Dodgers. They're heading to L.A. Braves also led 2-0 last year and blew it. So I think if, if you're a believer in the Dodgers, this is your time to bet them to win the World Series. I think it's probably the best value you're going to get all year. The other side, we're tied 1-1. Game three is tonight. I might have just started, actually. Red Sox, Astros. Kiki Hernandez might be the hottest player in baseball right now. The guy's a monster. He's like Randy uh, Rosarena last year. Yeah, just playing well. I think the Astros ultimately win that series just because I think they're set that good of a team. But playoff baseball has been exciting so far. I will say that. Shout out to NHL starting. NBA starts tomorrow, Tuesday, October 19th. I'm excited about that. Uh, it's going to be tough with all five sports back for me not to be just throwing wagers every night now. And I yep. have to be very oh, conscientious of that. Yep. It could be hellacious. Um, yeah. Go Sabres. We're back. 2-0. We'll see how it – we're tied for first in the East. And, folks, Connor has the first overall pick in tonight's fantasy basketball draft. Most sources close to the situation expect it to be Nikolaj Jokic, Jokic, but Connor is known to do dumb stuff, so keep an eye on Luka Doncic here. Keep an eye, folks. So I should say, this is Chad's first year joining the league, just real quick overview. Last year, I also had the number one pick, and I did take Doncic. This year, we, we are confirmed that we will be taking Nikola Jokic. Wow. I'm looking at Giannis a little bit, too, but I'll be on Jokic first overall. According to sources, video game Chad sitting there with a number seven pick. Darren Fox very much on the table. Sitting there 16th in the head-to-head points rankings on ESPN. Is he going to risk waiting to the second round? Tune in. It'll be exciting. But with that, I think we sail off. It'll be a good weekend, no doubt. And then we get to then we get to real spooky season. We get to Halloween weekend. We've got a couple dandies 
on the slate next weekend. I'm going to be fired up. I know you will too. Um, yeah, that's all I got. Members cross gets to take a shower tomorrow. Yes, it, I have great news. Since the restarting of this episode to now, the water I think is back. I think we're good to go. Matt Marzullo just sent me some unbelievable pictures from the weekend. I got a little distracted there at the end, but I'm dying laughing inside. I'm about to, I'm about to laugh in real life. I had to hold it in for a minute. I had to keep my composure together here. Um, you guys have a great rest of your week. Chat Connor, see you in a few days. I can't wait. Yes, sir. Looking forward to it. We'll, uh, Anyone out there listening and be in the city, I'll be there Saturday to Monday. We're looking forward to it. Chad, maybe a last-minute trip. You never know. Oh, also, we talked about it before the episode. I want to congratulate Chad. He just took his CPA. Congratulations. Uh, we might be con- celebrating too soon because we don't know if you passed yet, but we're going to assume you did. We'll wait. <laughs> yeah. And with that, and with that? Uh, yeah, we'll talk to you next week. Dab on them. Goodbye. Thank you for listening. Production by AJ Bradbury.